Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. So Diane um, is a professional artist, and as my journey has evolved, I have added wellness modalities such as sound meditation and instinctive meditation to my offerings. I feel that I can combine my modalities and in some cases include my art. So I created my business Art of Wellbeing. Um, I've also dedicated an art website, dianecardello.com. Do you want me to share my screen, Bradley? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Here we go. All right. Diane, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. So tell us about your work. Um, well, first and foremost, um, I am an artist. Um, I, I paint intuitively and I use, um, I incorporate healing into my, into my artwork. Um, and people pretty much resonate with my artwork, um, I think, as a result of the energy um, that I incorporate with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's, that's where I began. And then, um, I started to add, um, you know, as I said, the different modalities to, to my, to my work. And I just feel inside, you know, I have, I have all these ideas of just different scenarios that I could do. I just, I get frustrated because I can't, I can't bring them to fruition. So I just, I just really hit a wall. Um, I, I, I love working with people. I love sharing what I do. I, um, but I'm, I'm so technically challenged and my puppy is, <laughs> I've been, I've been praying that he would stay asleep. So I apologize. Um, so I just, I have all the challenges and, um, it just, like I said, it makes me hit a wall. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to say your art is, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have, I want it. Um, so, um, <laughs> <the> sale. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I checked it out. Um, so I would say, first of all, you're an artist, you're a true artist. And you said the first word you said was feeling that people get a feeling from your art and that's what you're conveying through the medium of, you know, this mixed media work that you do. So I would say to translate that to the web, you need to work with a fellow artist. (laughs) And I wouldn't say this to every single person. If you were just selling an online course or whatever, you don't necessarily need that. But I will say that to translate what you do on, 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 uh, you know, a canvas to the web, you do need to work with someone who can translate your vision to that. So hiring a web designer, once you get clear on, you don't have to spend a ton of money. You can, you can source some really beautiful artists actually who can just implement your vision. So I would say to what we can help you with or what, you know, the strategy process will save you a lot of time, money, and energy is to get really clear about what it is you're offering over here. Because once you're clear about that, I mean, I think the thing that's missing on here is your art. <laughs> I would say if you're using your art as the medium to translate the, the healing work that you do, um, let's start with that. Let's bring them into that experience and that feeling through having your art be first and, you know, front and center. And then I photograph that I did that also beautiful. So make that like, don't contain it, make it like an immersive experience. Um, And also then, you know, it's really important. I think 
right now you're kind of just listing what it is that you do kind of this a la carte menu. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that, oh, sorry, under services. So that's another thing that, you know, if you wanted, you could put this under about just so people can get, how do I work with you? It needs to be front and center. And instead, and do you have like a center at, do you, how do you work? Like what's your space? Well, it's, it's actually back in my home. I had a place, um, pre COVID and had to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really working at building it back up. Um, because when I move out into the world to try to incorporate all this, I want a big space, (laughs) you know, I want to be able to have, um, you know, like big, big retreats where you can do like art and the meditation together. Um, Mm -hmm. I love to teach. So I want to be able to teach art classes. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, part of what drew me to this, you know, to you guys is, you know, I live in a little town who, um, you know, they never heard of sound meditation. So, you know, I, I just feel like I have all these mountains to climb and, um, you know, educating people as to what it is, hauling my, my gong and all my bowls out to do sessions with people so they can get a taste of what it is. So I, I think I need to just step back and like you said, figure out what is it that I want to put out there and be able to reach the masses in a way that, Seriously, I have a 30 inch gong that, you know, I'm lugging <laughs> to well, go to venues. <laughs> and I, I want to say two things on that. One is you don't like, we all need to hear this, but this is just to trust that we are being guided to offer ourselves in these ways. This isn't something that's just you and your ego trying to do. So this is a service and people are going to find you. I trust that. Um, so you just need to get really aligned to what is the, the offering that's really authentic to you that feels really like what you're here to do and how you want to serve and then allow it to be really effortless. When people get there, it's just like a big yes, you know, and I will um, actually send a couple links through Bradley too about other people. If you go to Instagram right now, this is like all the rage <laughs> people are finding sound meditations and sound vibration, sound healing. It's like really epic how people are translating it to virtually. So they're doing sound bath experiences through zoom, which is like, you know, incredible and obviously not like the real deal, but it's something. And so people need healing and what we're going to, you know, hopefully we can help you with is just to really package it and to deliver it in a way that can be both virtual and in-person, first of all, as an option. And when they get here, that maybe there's something even where instead of this a la carte menu, people don't really know what they need. So take them through an experience, you know, package something that is for maybe first time, you know, newbies to sound bath or by, um, topic or issue that they're facing, you know, if it's a, if it's a calming and relaxing grounding experience, then you sell that. And what does that include versus, you know, again, like ordering off a list uh, at a restaurant, which people don't really know. And if, if you're guiding them through that, then I would create your website in a way to where you're kind of walking them through those experiences. Yeah. And I had a bad experience. The person that created this, um, I feel so disconnected from it. And I, you know, I paid good money for it and it's like, so now I I just feel like I need to start over. 
Well, you're never going to start from scratch. So you learned a lot from that. You have a structure, you have something that came, you know, some clarity that came through. And I, I will tell people all the time, it's an evolution. You know, if I were to show you my first website, woof, <laughs> and, um, you know, but that's how we grow and that's how we get more clear. So don't think that it's all for nothing. You have something there. Now you get to really, you have the contrast and the wisdom now, I think, and the experience of saying, okay, that doesn't work for me. Here's how it will work better. So okay. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. That was helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your your work is beautiful. The intention that you're, you know, what you're trying to create is beautiful and it's it's going to come together. Thank you. You're welcome. I love the point that you made about um the sound sound baths for newbies or something like that, like just creating uh, an accessible, non woo woo experiential mm-hmm. way for skeptics to come. It could even be sound healing for skeptics, and like <laughs> creating open door space. When I taught five hundred meditation workshops uh, between two thousand nine and two thousand twelve, how I did that. I had I had my own meditation space and the door was open three to four days a week for two and a half years. And when you add that up, that's a lot of people that came through my door. That's a lot of experience. My reputation grew. That evolved into the online meditation stuff and that's blossomed into so many other things. Um, and I, I think like rhythms are really, really important as a creator. It builds trust. It helps the word spread. Somebody comes, they have an experience. If the next sound bath for skeptics isn't for another month, that's a long time. People forget about it. There's a lot of information going into people's brains. We need to like, if we're here to do the work that we're here to do, we need to be doing the work more often. Um, you know, that's the, it's, if this is our Dharma, if your Dharma is doing sound baths, you should be doing a sound bath. Like, you know, once or twice a week. And what I found with my meditations, there was once out of the 500 workshops where I was the only one that showed up. (laughs) That happened once out of 500. Every other time, the exact perfect people showed up always. And you just need to have regular rhythms that people know. It's like Tuesday nights, sound healing for skeptics. (laughs) it's like great okay because what's going to happen is people are like oh i heard about those i plan to make it and they might hear about it for three months and then they'll finally come out and they'll have a life-changing experience and become a client and this becomes their path but if it's if we're erratic with our schedules then we're not creating a foundation where people can trust that we're going to be there when they need us or when they're ready Mm -hmm. so just want to share that that's true. Makes me think of uh, of the gong where you hit it, and if you wait too long, again the vibration dies down. Then you have to start over. But if you hit it, and then it's halfway gone, you hit it again. It just resonates and it keeps exponentially building this uh, vibration, like that. More gong. That's my dog playing the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a duo. Perfect. I do. <laughs> okay. That's Thank great. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, next questions, Michelle. Oh, cool. Thanks. I was just going to ask, cause I also do sound healing and you mentioned doing sound healing over zoom, but so far, and I, I'm imagining it's just a matter of plugging in the proper type of microphone because so far 
when I've tried to do sound healings over Zoom, it's awful because the most of the resonance of varying instruments doesn't carry over. But when I've done sound healing with people on their phones, it seems to be okay. I don't, I don't know. That's, but, that's a more technical question. Yeah. But sure. Neil can <laughs> answer that. And I think, you know, all of this, right. We're, we're like translating these live experiences as much as we can, or as best as we can. So it's not ideal to do it over zoom, but I do know what I would recommend is following some people. If you can find people on Instagram is like a great place. If you just, you know, hashtag sound bath or sound therapy, you'll find a bunch of people and see how they're doing it and just see, you know, what format works and what doesn't because people are experimenting right now. Nobody has the right answers, but you can need a pre-recorded thing works. Exactly. Yeah. But if you want a live experience, look for people that are doing it and message them say hey your experience was epic what software did you use and then they'll might get back to you and be like oh this is what i'm using and he'll be like ah that just saved me 10 months of experimenting and having crappy results <laughs> and then at least you know what you need to get in order to create an equal experience uh one of my good friends has been doing a lot of live streaming that you can check out. His name is Parangi. Um, so Parangi is an amazing artist. And he's he's, he'll loop like 30 different instruments for his live stream sessions. And the quality is world-class. Another amazing uh, musician who does a lot of live streaming is Elijah Ray, another friend of mine. And he, again, like he's been live streaming for years. He's got it down. Go check out Elijah Ray and Parangi's live streams on YouTube and Instagram. And I mean, these, these guys, they've been doing it for a long time. So awesome. check out what they're doing. <laughs> it is possible to get perfect, crisp sound and experience with what you're doing because others are doing it. Um, and the... Uh, so some of your questions, social, the one question, Claudia, I think you have an answer for, do you know of any socially environmentally conscious web hosts? Yeah. So my, oops, sorry. Yeah. I'm unmuted. Okay. My tried and true is a company called, um, SiteGround. So I, there are a lot of other ones. I love SiteGround. Um, and I find that, um, it's not just environmentally conscious that you need to look at. It's like the whole package, right? So of all the um, and I'll just put, I mean, this is an affiliate link, so just full transparency, but, um, if you guys want to check it out, SiteGround is a great option for the speed, the quality, the support. So the thing that I think a lot of the other cheaper ones don't tell you is, yeah, it's cheap, but it'll take you 24 hours to get a hold of anyone or you're they were actually, oh, sorry for interrupting, but they were actually on the top of my, cause I did a lot of research on this, like last year. And they were on the top of my list. Yeah, so that, I, I've been, I'll I'll write a, something about this. But I had you know ten years of a nightmare experience with different hosts and host companies being bought out and things like that. And then I got my whole 
hosting environment kind of hijacked by one of the companies. So that experience forced me to really do a lot of homework and go look for like the people who are going to be partners for me in my business. And because I never wanted to have that experience again. And SiteGround has been that for almost five years now. And they're amazing and you know, tried and true. And they're on the Google ecosystem now. They've moved all their servers over to Google servers. So Google is doing some sort of like sort of one for one, like energy exchange thing program. So it's of all the options right now, I would say like SiteGround and the Google platform is probably the best to, to work with. Because yeah, we're in interesting times. <laughs> yeah. But Oh, was there another question, Bradley? Yeah, Neil, do you want to ask the, do the one about Anchor or about uh, podcasting? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so, Michelle, you had asked, uh, what platforms do you recommend for presenting podcasts? And I think all three of us agree that Anchor is probably the, the best right at the moment. You know, they're pretty much free. You just upload your things. They make it super simple for you to to create a podcast and share it out with the world, which is great. I think I, just, I think I just heard something that with them also that you can maybe do they partner like with Spotify or something. So like you can have music in the background and stuff. Is it them? Who's um, yeah, you can mix a show on anchor. Um, I think Spotify bought anchor okay. uh, and you can good. also, I mean, when you upload a podcast to anchor, um, once you have your accounts all set up properly, it automatically feeds it to all the other podcasting platforms. So in one upload, your podcast goes out everywhere. Awesome. I mean, you can also do that through uh, SoundCloud's RSS feed system, which we do for the Making Magic podcast that I've been doing for years. But it's a much more complex setup process to get SoundCloud synced to Spotify and mm -hmm. iTunes. And so if you just want the least headache free way to get your podcast off the ground immediately, right. I would recommend you do anchor. Okay. And then what about VPNs? What's like, a VPN? Like, a, like the private. So like, let's say for instance, I have clients that their, their information is private, like HIPAA. I mean, some of, some, some of the work I do needs to be HIPAA compliant. And so like the VPN is like a, a private, I guess it doesn't show your IPO or something or not, it's not IPO. IP address. Pardon? Yeah. That. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. We have to look more into that, but. Um, I think it depends on your particular situation, like where you're going to be storing documents and with people's information is usually what needs to be HIPAA compliant. So I'm not sure what it is that you're, Referring so like, to. for instance, like, let's say I have an intake form mm -hmm. on the, on the website and people fill that in and they're putting, you know, their date of birth and their medical history sometimes, right? Like certain things about their medical history. So it needs to stay private and it's coming over the internet. And so, um, so there's I, I a, called the VPN. There's, there's a bunch of ways to address this, so I'll just keep it simple, but the, you can use a form tool. Acuity scheduling, for example, is something I use with clients who are therapists who need this to be HIPAA compliant. Their system and their forms and their whole ecosystem is HIPAA compliant. So you can use that if it's just an intake form and you also want to benefit from the scheduling, that's a good resource. But again, this could you can Google a bunch of different alternatives for that, but 
that's a good one that I know and, and trust. Thank you. Yeah, I did a bunch of that research also last year. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. I think Andrea had one and then Zensho also added one in. Do we have a few minutes to take those? I, I am more than happy to, to go over time to, to get to the last two. And um, for anybody that does have to go, check out the, uh, the application form for the Creators Club in the next nine days or less. If you want more of this type of focus coaching, it also comes with one-on-one coaching. And there's a lot of resources and templates and things that are going to make your life easier and better inside the club. And especially around podcasting, which Michelle also asked about, because I think that's a hot topic. So we're putting together like, um, a gear list um, that is going to be sort of the equipment and the best options for getting your own podcast going, how to actually set it up. What are the marketing considerations, how to, um, you know, make sure that the technical pieces are set up, how to market it, etc. So that's a big topic that we'll address there as well. Thanks for tuning in to today's Making Magic podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review. And if you didn't, remember, treat each other how you want to be treated. I invite you to come check out our Magic Media membership at magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com. Our affordable, all-inclusive membership offers everything a purpose-driven creator could need to produce your educational content, engaging courses, and thriving online communities. The membership includes all of our premium courses, bi-monthly mastermind group coaching, and an inspiring, supportive community of fun-loving, dedicated entrepreneurs and creators to make magic on the internet with. See you there, and tune in next time.